0: This is AM Rush. I'm Alex Mitchell. Let's talk about some headlines today. Tuesday, April 14th. The latest numbers on coronavirus in New York City. They are growing. Mayor Bill de Blasio is calling for an extension on eviction moratorium. We'll talk more about that. And the Department of Education says that 50 school staffers have been killed by coronavirus. And the MTA is adding plexiglass to work locations as the pandemic continues. This is AM Rush. Let's get started with the latest numbers on coronavirus. As of Monday, April 13th, it was reported that New York City now has 106,000 infections. Now out of those exact 106,813 cases, 6,182 of them were fatal and over 29,000 people have been hospitalized. Now, the latest numbers show that Queens remains the borough with the highest number of cases at a total 33,468 infections. And Queens has the most hospitalizations, just under 10,000 as well. Brooklyn holds second place with over 28,000 total infections, and the Bronx has over 23,000 total infections. Manhattan has 13,705, and Staten Island has just below 9,000. And the New York City Department of Education reported on Monday that between March 16th and April 10th, 50 school staffers were killed by coronavirus. And every Monday, the DOE is going to start providing updated information about the number of staffer deaths as the weeks go on. The principal of Brownsville's Brooklyn Democracy Academy, Desan Romaine, was the first reported DOE employee to die from complications caused by coronavirus. That was on March 23rd. And Mayor Bill de Blasio calls for an extension... On the state's eviction moratorium, he is urging landlords to use deposits for rent payments. What de Blasio is referring to is when Governor Andrew Cuomo suspended eviction proceedings and pending evictions for 90 days for both residential and commercial tenants. That was on March 20th. And Bronx Assemblyman Jeffrey Dinowitz at the time also introduced additional legislation to strengthen that moratorium. And de Blasio's announcement came two days after the mayor called for the city's Rent Guidelines Board to freeze rent for over 2 million New Yorkers living in rent-stabilized apartments. The MTA is adding plexiglass to work locations as the pandemic continues. Now, according to a statement from the MTA, barriers are going to be installed at all 28 bus depots and three central maintenance facilities. Dividers will also be installed in areas where MTA employees congregate, such as storerooms, dispatcher windows, and maintenance line supervisor desks. And markers will also be placed on floors so that employees can stay six feet apart. So, over at one of our sister papers, the Queen's Courier, Jacob K., who runs the QNS podcast, he had asked some of his listeners to chime in and talk about what they've been experiencing and what's been going on in their lives since coronavirus started. So, we're going to take a few abridged clips from that interview and play it over because I think these are very compelling stories. And Jacob, again, with the QNS podcast, did a phenomenal job putting this together. So, first we have a nonprofit leader, Carol Wasey, who talks about what it's like being a mom and being in business and having to do all of this from home.
1: On a personal front, I'll just share, here I am, I run a nonprofit. profit uh, I work full-time, but I'm also a mom. I have twin five-year-olds who go to PS144 in Forest Hills, and they've shifted to online learning, so I'm spending a good chunk of my day with them online, making sure they're moving ahead with their work. They're only five, um, so I'm taking it all with a big grain of salt. But I've been so impressed with their educators, who were not prepared for this, but have really risen to the challenge. And not only do they do daily sessions, with the kids, but they've done weekly meetings with the parents. We call it our parent therapy. Although our teacher yesterday, Mr. Ryan, said gosh, I didn't realize this would be such therapy for me as the educator. It is challenging because I am trying to balance still working and being a mom, but I'm getting a lot more time with them. And I, I feel like in some ways I'm getting to know my kids in a different way than I have when I've been working full time and squeezing in time during the week and then having big chunks of time on the weekend. So there are upsides um, and we can see them very clearly, um, but I feel very lucky to be working. I feel lucky; I have a roof over my head, and I know people have a lot of other challenges. So um, we have to be very appreciative of the good things that we do have.
0: And now we have a very compelling story from a playwright, Mia Ray Smith, who talks about opportunities that fell by the wayside just because of everything going on with coronavirus.
2: Before all this happened. I wrote a new solo play and I was headed to Philadelphia to a workshop. I was submitting my play to festivals and I was due to perform at a college in April. My vision board was coming to life. And then the COVID-19 outbreak happened and everything was canceled. I'm sitting inside of my studio apartment in quarantine on the 11th floor in Queens. I can hear the sounds of sirens every couple of minutes. The silence lives in the hallway. I don't hear people coming on and off the elevator. No sound of my neighbor's son's laughter. The sun is glaring through my window like a bright, warm spring sunny day. The sun is a gift, even if I can't go outside. Yesterday, I read that Queens is the epicenter of the coronavirus. In the article, there was a refrigerated truck that had been stationed outside of Elmhurst Hospital to hold the bodies of the deceased. I'm less than 10 minutes away. The fear and anxiety comes in my body like a wave. I took a meditation class on Zoom to ground myself. During my meditation class, I did this visualization exercise and I started to picture the faces of my family members and how amazing our next gathering will be. Queens is a resilient, vibrant, colorful, flavorful borough. And I'm holding on until the next time I can taste those dishes, see the resilient people in their vibrant, colorful personalities. That is the epicenter of New York. I would like to thank all the essential workers who are risking their lives for our well-being. And I'm going to end this audio by sharing one of my favorite quotes. Ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. Don't let what's happening around you get inside of you.
0: And again, those interviews were a bridge to listen to the full QNS podcast and those two full segments. Follow the link in our description. And again, thank you to Jacob K. Thank you to the QNS team for for sending this my way. And I guess to conclude, I'll give my own personal experience about what coronavirus has been for me. And I'm very fortunate to say that I haven't been personally affected by it. My 93-year-old grandfather is in good health and good spirits, although the first Easter after he lost his wife of almost 70 years, we couldn't spend that with him. And that wasn't, Easy, And that's not to take away from the experiences that other people have had. So many people are dealing with this in, in ways that I could not fathom. And to all the healthcare workers and to everyone on the front lines, gosh, as I said in my previous shows, we can't thank you enough. I can't fathom doing that myself. I can't imagine the type of pressure and tension. You guys are under every day, but here you are, rising to the occasion, saving lives every single day. When people come home and, and say, oh, how was your day, honey? What did you do? You're saying you saved lives. Not many people can proudly boast that. So once again, on behalf of AM New York Metro, on behalf of Schneps Media, on behalf of New York City, thank you again. But back to my story, it really had me thinking when I couldn't see my grandpa yesterday. I've been staying at my childhood home with my parents on Long Island while all of this is going on, broadcasting also from, uh, from my house until we can get back into our beautiful downtown Brooklyn studio. But yesterday was a, an awakening moment for me. It's not always going to be there what we take for granted. Not even what we take for granted in a sense where I'm implying that we're selfish or undermine the important things. But sometimes you don't even realize what is granted. That's that's how lucky we are, even if it's just the people in our lives. Before Easter Sunday, before I couldn't see my grandpa, I was feeling really frustrated. I was feeling really frustrated about everything going on. And again, I could have had it much worse. I've known that in the back of my head the whole time this could be so much worse. But you're allowed to be frustrated and and feel upset about the opportunities you've personally lost, as long as you don't blow it out of proportion or take it out of context. You're allowed to be upset. In my case, before all of this happened, I was supposed to be doing an interview with Conor McGregor, which, fingers crossed, will still happen when all this ends. I would love to put that out there for all of you. A few days after that, I was supposed to take my first business trip ever. I'm only 24. And that was going to be to Oriole Park at Camden Yards to cover my first opening day with the New York Yankees. I've only dreamed about it since I was about five. But again, in the grand scheme of things, that's merely nothing. We're going to play baseball again. Conor McGregor is going to fight again. He's probably put a few holes in his wall as it is. I, I was feeling like I was cheated out of opportunities I fairly earned and worked for. And then all of a sudden when it dawned on me that I couldn't, couldn't see my grandpa, none of it mattered. None of it mattered at all. There was something just a tear above it in the significance and the importance of life. And until you break that hectic New York minute busy day or schedule or week or for years for some people and you, you step back and you acknowledge moments like that, Then your life has just become a better thing. You realize the fact that you can see these people, that you can do something, that you still have your strength, you still have loved ones who hopefully have not been directly afflicted by this or any other type of damning disease. It's not easy. I don't think anyone is having an easy time now. But even when I was feeling down that I couldn't see my grandfather, a tradition, I've seen him on Easter every single year of his life. And my grandmother, his wife, passed away just before Christmas. So this was the first holiday he's had to spend by himself. In 70 years. And it felt heartbreaking that I couldn't be there with him. And of course I called him. I I spent the day on the phone with him. But even in that, as upsetting as it was, thank goodness gracious he's still healthy. So even in what was a truly upsetting holiday for me, as I'm sure many people celebrating, whether it be Easter, Passover, whatever, I'm sure they all have their own version of this story. But hopefully in your case, they're healthy, even if they can't see you. Hopefully, if someone you know has coronavirus, hopefully they're going to win the battle. Hopefully I get to see my grandpa in a few weeks. So, holding on to that hope is not something that will be done in vain. Prioritizing... What is really, what really matters. And being hopeful for the future. And doing what you can to help people. That's what's going to get us through this. Support and understanding. Support in any way you can and understand in any way you can. Whether it be making donations. Whether it be just understanding where people are coming from. And do your best to make the most of a terrible situation. And I guess we can take comfort in knowing that New York is going to step up for New York. We are here for each other in ways that you may not think about until push really, really comes to shove. I'm going to leave everyone off with a challenge. I'm not going to say... Think about something you're grateful for. I'm not going to hit you with a cheesy line like that. But reflect on something that if it were to suddenly become missing in your life, you would not be the same. And consider appreciating that just a little bit more. So that was AM Rush. Once again, I'm Alex Mitchell. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening so much. I'm so excited that we're getting shows on the air, even though all of this is going on. And I'm grateful to be doing this in the greatest city in the world. And we're going to stay tough. We're going to get through it. Let's keep at it, New York. And once again, stay safe and please wash your hands.
2: We'll see you tomorrow.